If you don't stop this, I'm going to call the police. You go ahead, call them! Call anybody you want. They can't do anything to me. Not anymore. And nor can any of you. To hell with you. And to hell with Stone! Try to stay calm, Benny. No, I'm tired of being calm. Calm never got me a goddamn thing. everyone welcome back to gundam at mahq this is one of your hosts neo and joining me always is uh solbo the bastard muppet hater and chris guys say hello hello oh. <laughs> son of a bitch and muppet hater oh this is uh episode 140 mm-hmm. of gundam and in this episode we're going to be doing uh our next batch of reviews for gundam build fighters or gundam boyfriend or best friend or whatever it might be what whatever haha thing is on the internet this week to, to, to do this. And we're going to be doing episodes 16 through 20. Ooh. And a little programming note, uh, due to, you know, just some things that uh, we want to uh, change up a little bit. And I guess maybe the keyword would be disruption. We're going to cause a little disruption this episode. So <laughs> I think, I think Solbro, this the name of this episode is Disrupting the Disruption. Hey. <laughs> so this All will right. be a big hit. I'm not, not sure... And mm-hmm. not the Emma Sheen Love Project. Oh. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not not my love to Emma, to the stars. Foiled again. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, yes, a uh, li- little bit of disruption from this point on. And, and this is not anything set in stone. And I'm sure longtime listeners know that we do like to change up some things at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're, right now we're going to be doing uh, next uh, up until the upscene, uh, next unforeseen future up here. Until we change, until we decide, uh, being doing one segment of Gundam, we'll be kind of changing it up, and uh, we just uh, feel Not that this one segment, but one topic. Well, one topic, yes. One instead of a two, yeah, two topic segments, we'll have just a one. Yes, sorry about that, but we'll be changing it up. So every week will be uh, every you know every show will be a little bit different. Some will be discussions, some will be reviews. Uh, we got kind of a rough map, so uh, just just tune in. Don't don't freak out when the, the next couple episodes uh, still continue just to have one topic. And there'll be more disruption in a little bit. Actually, there's disruption right now because as I'm going over to the Larry King Memorial Newsroom. You are the king. You are the king. And ready to do some Neo's listener submitted news. There's be, there's going to be some disruption in the news. Oh. And yes, big time disruption. Oh, shit. So basically, we're going to kind of branch us out a little bit. We're going to uh, do... Uh, we're going to group up survey news alerts and the Robo Apocalypse. So those will all put together. And for remaining segments, we're going to basic. I'm going to run this like uh, Donald Sutherland in the Hunger Games. This they is going to be news Hunger Games. You can submit, <laughs> but there's no guarantee. Only the best will survive. Oh, shit. So who, which one of you will be news timey uh, Katniss? Who will that be? <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> 
And who will yeah, be Woody Harrelson? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who will be Woody? There you go. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> yes, but yes, uh, same thing. Just, um, you know, uh, post as normal to the News Listener News articles thread in the Gundam section of the MechaTalk forums. Um, you know what we like, read the news and stuff like that, you know, read, read what we look at. But, um, yeah, uh, even, even more incentive to get people to, do, to bring out the best in them. So uh, the first one here, and how perfect is this? Disruption on Neo's news. Who is my, who is my news t- idol? Lord King. And what is the best news that we heard last week? Yes, and I'm going to give the credit to EA Netu, but everybody's heard. Everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Last Tuesday, a week ago, was uh, VPM Day, Victory Over Piers Morgan Day. <laughs> yes, he's going to be off the TV here in America. Thank God. The only sad thing is, I just feel sad for our British, uh, our British friends, because it probably means he's going to go back home or oh, go no. back to Britain and screw your lives up again. So hey, you, you hear that, uh, Snoops? He's yes. coming back. <laughs> Until I can get the resolution through the UN to send Piers Morgan to the uh, to the Sun, just like the uh, the Gundams and Gundam Wing, oh. Endless Walls, we're we're gonna have to put up with them. So you know, we'll we'll go there. But yes, thank you, EA Net Dude, for that uh, first submission. And Piers Morgan uh, was never seen again. Yes. <laughs> oh God, would that be? And Piers Morgan and Jim Cramer were never seen again. Piers Morgan never reported again, and uh, uh, Jim Cramer never gave bad investment advice again. So, <laughs> but uh, thank you, Mr. EA Net Dude, for that, and thank you, uh, America, for finally giving up on Piers Morgan and telling CNN stop it. So, <laughs> but uh, the the first one here, some regular news, is going to be coming from our good old friend Pedo Bear North. You know, Destiny Gundam. Everybody's uh, a fish. Everybody's uh, expert on. Uh, Moe and uh, Lollies. And he's got a link here to the Anime News Network. And it looks like, you know how a lot of these games lately have been, these older games are getting some uh, HD remakes. Looks like there's going to be quite a few uh, games in Japan that are going to be getting the old um, HD uh, HD remake on the PS3. Oh. Uh, some uh, They're going to have uh, HD remakes of five previous side story titles. Uh, Blue Destiny, 0079 Rise from the Ashes, oh. Gundam Thoroughbred, uh, encounters in space, Zionic, uh, and there's going to be a segment in Encounters in Space, Zionic Front, and Lost World Chronicles, and each one's going to include at one, least one new s- mobile suit. So thank you, uh, Nam- Namco Bandai, for being so generous on that. <laughs> one new mobile suit on each one of these games. So uh, yeah, so all you uh, Gundam fans out there, all you Gundam game fans out there, definitely check that out. Uh, yes. Uh, next one here comes from Arbiter Gundam. Once again, off the Anime News Network, it looks like Macross Frontiers film box has been some expanded contents that are detailed in a four-minute video. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a four-minute promotional video that's unveiling some of the contents. There's a bonus disc and some art and all that. And it's going to ship uh, May 15th with English subtitles. So uh, that's always that's always exciting. So thank you, Mr. Arbiter Gundam, for your submission. Uh, the next one here comes from uh, Bloody Night. Mm-hmm. And this also comes from the Anime News Network. And it looks uh, the uh, Gundam Unicorn Volume 2's teaser trailer is uh, 
second teaser trailer has come out. Oh, nice. So, volume two? Uh, yeah, not volume two. I read this wrong. Uh. The uh, It's the second teaser trailer for the seventh and final episode mm. of Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn. So uh, definitely check that out. I, I think bad guys may lose and good guys may win. And <laughs> maybe maybe some peace and understanding. I don't Ooh, know. Some, it's man, up to you. Looks like Keo, Keo must be making an appearance. <laughs> I predict flashing green lights. Oh no! Flashing green lights, possibly some uh, some other understanding to an extent, or why can't we all get along? That, that's that's always that's always something there. So, uh, but yes, thank you, Mister Bloody Knight, for that submission, and all you fans of Gundam Unicorn, check that out because uh, it's only taken what three years for this show to be completed <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure that record will be broken though with the keto the exiled so there you go oh no but <laughs> thank you for that submission next one here comes from my um my nemesis robo lizard 222 and oh yeah ironically this has got nothing about Robo Apocalypse news what? at all. No, just to lull you into a false sense of security. And I, then they I, I think that's the cats what he's and the doing. Roombas. I think that's what he's doing. Yes, killer cats on Roombas. This is coming from the Gundam Guy blog, mm-hmm. and it's been announced that the Mobile Suit Gundam movie trilogy is going to be on Blu-ray. They're going to be releasing a, a premiere edition uh, May twenty-eighth. Of this year and a limited edition also on May 28th this year. Oh, so, nice. wow, that's going to be nice. I can't wait to see that stuff. Can't wait to go to the Methods channel <laughs> to uh, <laughs> see what that looks like. Because no. man, that that would definitely be some some good stuff there. So, um, but yes, thank you for that. Um, next one here comes from Bloody Knight, and he's just got a link about the first uh, promo for Blue Destiny's remake PS3 remakes available online so definitely check that out Mm -hmm. and thank you bloody knight for your submission next one here comes from more gundam game news and this just isn't the news of Solbro getting killed every week in gundam versus indeed this is yes (laughs) this is actually from m121 akuma and i know chris are you sitting down i hope you are definitely hope you are on this because i know this is one of the things that you like to hear it's been announced on joystick.com that Gundam Destiny Warriors, it's called Destiny Warriors Gundam Reborn, will be Destiny hitting... Warriors? <laughs> Destiny Warriors. Or Dynasty Warriors. That's a, that's a horrible game. <laughs> Sorry, only, Dynasty only, Warriors. That's a horrible game, and only Jabman would buy it. Oh, yeah, like, and he'd be playing it in line all by himself. Nice. Yeah, I'm like reading, I'm kind of like reading the article as I go here, but yes, Dynasty Warriors Gundam Reborn <laughs> is going to be hitting the U.S. and Europe. This summer on the PS3, so uh, excitement! You guys, uh, guys excited about this? Uh, it's gonna have all all the different thirty. It says here thirty years of Gundam anime and manga, including all collection of missions based on the Gundam Mobile Suit Gundam Seed series. Ooh, Ooh wow! Ooh, man! Yes, some yes. more more beating up countless Zaku's. I I know some people are genuinely excited about this, and uh, I'm just glad to see another Gundam game coming out here. I wish there were other <laughs> cool games coming out here, but at least we got that. Uh, well, you want to know what's actually really cool about this? Reborn mm-hmm. is the first series entry to premiere exclusively for the PS3. So yeah, Sony's getting love on the Dynasty Warriors or Destiny Warriors, however you want to do it. <laughs> So, <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely some good stuff there. Thank you, uh, Mr. M121 
Akuma for your submission. Next one here comes from Kaon73. He's just got a link here. Uh, YouTube's Gundam Info channel has made Zeta and Double Zeta available on their channel. They both say they're he's saying right here, it says they're both English subtitled or English subbed, uh, but it appears that only Zeta's English subbed. I guess Double Zeta's got a, a closed captioning subs, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's since been fixed, but hey. Uh, no excuse not to watch this stuff now. So uh, thank you, Mr. Kaon73. And we'll close out just some regular news here. And this is pretty cool. This is, we opened with Destiny Gundam. We mm-hmm. closed with Destiny Gundam for the regular Ooh. news. Yes. And this is coming from the Anime News Network. And there's going to be, there is now a life-size Zaku that's debuted at the Gundam exhibit. And uh, Obadiah, yes, there's, you know, we've talked about the life-size Gundam that's, man, it's probably been there for, what, about a couple years now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says here since uh, March of 2011. Well, to celebrate, the, they're at the uh, Bandai Character Toy Stadium. It's the Nasu Highland Park. And uh, to celebrate the park's 35th anniversary, that's going to incorporate a, um, the centerpiece called Zaku Repair Boy. Where, gaze, where visitors could gaze upon a life-size Zaku from a two-story viewing platform. Mm-hmm. And then there's something called the Memorial Photo Corner. allows you to reenact famous Gundam scenes from a chair, a Xeon <laughs> throne room, a Gundam cockpit, a bar with Char. Ooh, a bar with Char, huh? Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Other attractions are going to be Timeline Corner, where there's going to be four one-tenth size Gundams, exhibits on the history of Gundam toys, hobbies surrounding them, a Gundam quiz. I wonder what happens if you get the Gundam quiz. (laughs) (laughs) You are (laughs) D-level. You are Flit's kid. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, the... The exhibit just opened this uh, March 1st here, and it's going to be scheduled to be till uh, next January the 5th. So uh, any of those um, fortunate enough to be in Japan during that time, definitely uh, check that out because that looks like to be some pretty cool stuff there. So, But, uh, yeah, life's a- they should just have them battle. That that would be the best thing. <laughs> that would be amazing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> have them I clashing mean, weapons. Just- exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Get the horn ready, Sir Solbro. Oh, shit. It's that time? Michael Bay, Michael Bay, oh my god, that's bullshit, what the f***? It's Sir time, and all these Sir articles are going to be put together, and this is some good stuff here, because there's a lot of Sir news, and that's what I like to see in my news. <laughs> Lots of Sir news. First one here comes from Rodimus76, mm-hmm. and it... And uh, he's got a post here, and he said that he posted these up before. The pictures weren't there. Now they're back, and I don't know if they are or not, but uh, some new images of the new Nitten, Teenage Mutant Ninja Space Alien Turtles and Shredder. Oh, boy. So I definitely want to check that out because uh, that's another survey classic going to be coming out for uh, in a while. And the uh, next one here comes also from Rodimus76. And it says here, it's coming from the Geek Tyrant, it says, Transformers Age of Extinction of All Childhoods is not a kid's movie. <laughs> looks like it's going to be, they're saying here, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good fun movie, but uh, they're talking to one of the actors in the film, Titus Wellever, and he's like, he says here, I have now won the hard-earned respect of my children because I'm in a Transformers film. I always wanted to work with Michael Bay and uh, Mark Wahlberg and Kelsey Grammer, but he said this is going to be a darker version of the Transformers world. It's not a kid's movie, I'll tell you that. All I want to know is, does it have heart and soul? Because that's all that really matters when it comes to the Transformers, (laughs) if it has heart and soul. So, uh, Thank you. 
Mr. Rodimus76 for that submission. Ooh, the next one here comes. from. I mean, this is kind of like a survey news alert, but it's kind of not necessarily directly related to survey. Ooh. It's kind of like six six degrees of separation of survey, mm-hmm. but uh, still, it's some good stuff. EA Net Dude here. Uh, the Ashikawa Grand Hotel is offering a themed Transformers room. Yes. What? Yeah, tra- it's uh, yes. It says here, and I just clicked on the link to the hotel, and it says transform your vacation into the silent treatment of a stainless Transformers <laughs> hotel room. And you know what it really looks like? It looks like a kid's room. Oh, Jesus! Because it's got it's got like Transformers bedspreads and like a big like poster on the window and a bunch of crap on on the tables and stuff. So it's not really like it, it's not like you're in Cybertron. It's just basically a it's a, it's just a normal hotel room that they just put a bunch of Transformers crap in there. So uh, yeah, not as exciting as you'd want to uh, <laughs> <laughs> as you thought. It's it's that they didn't re uh, reconstruct uh, the Autobots you know layer and Cybertron or something like that. But um, yeah, it's uh, and the uh, the those promotions running to a- April twenty fifth and. Yeah, it's kind of weak considering what it is, what it is, but hey, what are you gonna do? So, uh, I guess at least they're trying. Man, <laughs> I'm they, sure I'm sure a few people will uh, will, will get in there. So I, I did that crazy. I'm amazed they haven't tried that at uh, Universal Studios Orlando. You know, kind of the tie-in not only to the movie but to the Transformers ride for anybody who wants what, to, to put pull. A, mm-hmm. Put a bunch of Transformers junk in a normal hotel room. Hey man, they want, basically they want, what it is. <laughs> they want to give they want to give people the full heart and soul experience, man. There you go. So, thank you, Mr. EA Net Dude, for your submission. Mm-hmm. Next one here comes from Rodimus76 again. And they're the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Aliens from uh, the Half Shell trailer mm-hmm. is going to be attached to the, the release of Captain America the Winter Soldier. So, mm-hmm. that movie comes out April 4th, and that's going to be a uh, trailer is going to be attached to that. So, uh, all those waiting for the next Survey Classic while you uh, waiting to see the first good, probably looks like the first good Captain America, the way Cap should be. Oh, uh, inspiring. But uh, hey, what are you going to do? So, thank you, uh, Mr. Rodimus76 for your submission. And, uh, ooh, more survey news because there's talk of him producing another survey classic. It sounds like he's, I guess he's in talks to produce a remake of The Birds. Yes, the classic Alfred Hitchcock <laughs> movie. <laughs> now we'll be. Ex- <laughs> Now with uh, 360 camera views and exploding birds. Yeah, the so. birds going to have grenades attached to them? Is that is that the deal? <laughs> <laughs> That's reason to run. Yeah. <laughs> the kamikaze birds. birds. Pretty much. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, there you go. And uh, the next one here, because there's there's a lot of survey news, but it's pretty pretty quick stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, EA Net Dude's got a link to the new Transformers: Ages of Extinction of All Childhoods uh, movie poster, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all about some Mark Wahlberg and his guns, his, his sword gun. <laughs> I saw that yeah. shit. It's like what? Well, his sword gun, and then his freaking biceps from of hell that he's got <laughs> still from that other survey movie. So uh, he's on that Mel yeah. Gibson plan, man. <laughs> Wow. Getting roided up. Let's go. What? Beat, beating up, beating up your wife and oh, damn. You know, hating the Jews. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he's, so. he's not. He's not that inspired. <laughs> yes. 
And the last one, last of the survey news alerts, this is going to be to the, uh, I'm going to give this to two guys, Rodimus76 and Philly Gundam fan. Mm-hmm. They actually uh, have uh, trailers or links here to the new trailers for uh, Transformers Age of Extinction of all childhoods. So uh, definitely check that out. Looks like Optimus punches Grimlock with a shield. Ooh. Yes. Probably before he says, I'm going to ride you, bitch. So <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thank you for all those submissions. And this, once again, this is the new, the new way that we're doing the news. So all the survey news alerts are all together. And uh, the next one here, and you, we only have one. So this is making me a little, a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's still a little, little strange here. But it's just one. Why is Neo so robophobic? One robot apocalypse news, and of course, it's coming from Robo Lizard. Two, two, two. Amen. My nemesis. Yes. Tradition. Yes. <laughs> and he's just got this. This is the title of the link that he has. No tree uh, or human is safe from this chainsaw wielding robot. Yes. Now we have given robots chainsaws and said, go forth and cut down trees. Oops. Oh, you just cut down Fred. Oh, so, oh, yes, damn, this damn. is going to be. <laughs> So now add this to we have uh, mach- uh, chainsaw wielding tree cutting robots, uh, cats on Roombas. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this is just bad. This is just bad. Add it so, to the list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Eighty five fingered playing guitar robots. <laughs> guitar playing robots, man. It's yeah, and, it's, and of course, guess, guess what country's doing the testing on this? Because they're trying they're trying to see if you can use robots to cut down trees. Guess what country? What do you think? Iceland, maybe? Norway? South Africa? <laughs> Chris, you have a guess, maybe? Uh, Latveria. Oh, Latveria. Shit. I wish. No, you'd all be, we'd all be wrong. Uh, Japan, uh, uh, surprisingly enough. Darn, who knew? Is, uh, yeah, is, is, <laughs> is trying to take robots and put them into our lives. So, uh, Damn it. I got my eye Not on this. And- <laughs> <laughs> it really, it's really going to make me... Uh, Think twice about going to national parks now. <laughs> there could be tree, uh, chainsaw wielding robots on the other side of that ridge. So it's like, oh my god! But thank you, Mr. Robot Lizard two two two, for your submission, and uh, thank you everyone for posting. And actually, mm. I have some breaking robot apocalypse news. Yo. Oh, do you? Oh. Okay. So okay. Uh, this is courtesy of The Verge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interestingly enough, Facebook, because uh, that's where I saw it. But it's about Facebook, and the headline here reads, oh, yeah, Facebook reportedly buying drone maker to bring internet to developing countries. Oh, man. So apparently uh, Facebook is going to spend $60 million to acquire drone manufacturer Titan Aerospace, or Titan Aerospace, if T- you prefer. Titan. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and the idea is to have these uh, solar-powered drones that can stay in the air for up to five years at a time mm-hmm. to uh, deliver internet and voice service to developing countries in places like Africa. Okay, how the hell are we ever going to get flights out now? Because the way everybody's making it, there's going to be drones flying all over the goddamn place. And I mean, how the hell are you going to take off from the airport? Because it's like... I mean, it, it's going to be tougher for our pilots because there are going to be all these drones all over the place. Just uh, get it on your hoverboard. It's oh, cool. Yeah. I guess I guess, I guess <laughs> that would work. Put on you your self-lacing shoes, man. Next year's 2015. Be ready. 
Get those mohawks. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hey, you know what? They got it right, man. We don't play with our we don't play with 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 using controllers anymore. We don't we don't even use our hands, man. It's, it's a baby's it's a, it's toy. A baby's toy. That's right, man. Connect. <laughs> Future young Elijah Wood knows that it's a baby's toy. Is it me or is it, is this drone stuff just destined not to be as big as everybody is thinking it? Because it's like. Ever since that news story from Amazon, everybody's like, "Oh, drones are we're going to do do drones with this and drones with that." And I'm quote, just quote like, unquote news story or yeah. or one hour Profit. free PR. Yeah, that too. When the do- when the drones can deliver me a public sub or public chicken, they win me over. <laughs> that sounds yeah, pretty what, good. Damn, straight yeah, up, but man. damn. But what if I'm sitting in my backyard mm-hmm. and I see one of these and and I'll you know I'll uh, just shoot it down from the sky, say uh, uh, stand my ground. Stand my ground for this doll. Just <laughs> heading right for me. <laughs> more, more drone to arrest you for having shot down a drone. Yeah, what happens with that? Is that grand theft? I mean, how how is this going to be? You know, I, yeah. Oh my God. Well, we know Facebook's turning into the uh, another Yahoo. We're just going to buy stuff until something hits right. So. Sure, let's spend $19 billion on some dumb messenger app. Why not? <laughs> that gets hacked and shut down, what, two days later? <laughs> yeah, good job, guys. Good job. Yeah, well, I'm innovative. Bang, disruption. But that's perfect for this episode, disrupting the disruption. Yes. <laughs> but always remember, kids, Atlas Shrugged is fiction. It's not a history book <laughs> or a prophecy for the future. But uh, thank you, everyone, for that submission. And like I said, heed the words. Hunger Games news stories. That's the way it's going to be from this point on. Only the best survive, and, we'll, and only the best will be picked and selected in red. So I'm going to bid you adieu on this. And the next part of some disruption tonight, Uh-oh. we're going to hand it over to Solbro. And I think everybody knows what this may be about because Solbro can't keep his mouth shut. and He's got to spill the beans on his, <laughs> on his 19 different streams that he does. But hey, hey, whatever. No, I did. so I was asked the question. Forgetting where he started, I, I know. so it's like, <laughs> oh, F gun, damn! I got my 19 different streams hey, now. Hey man, I, I try, I try, but uh, no. Uh, if anything, uh, uh, normally at this point in the show, there would be the uh, Hopers and Dreamers corner, but uh, recently I brought the uh, thread to a close, and uh-huh. I'm actually going through the process of picking some of the best selections from the thread in order to uh, to have a special uh, a, a special uh, section during the opening segment of the next episode, episode 141. A special farewell to a the fair, a farewell edition. A good riddance. I, Oh damn! Oh it. yes, that's the Chris we know. Now I I, I did enjoy all the um, all the submissions, you guys. A lot of them ended up being a lot of laundry lists of what people wanted to see come out here, and that, that's all well and good. I, I really hope that your hopes and dreams, in some way, shape, or form, come true. And if they don't, import the stuff that you want. Um, I, I know that that means of, spending money, Saul, bro. Hey, may it does, but uh, it, it, they they want the stuff. But I so. like to spend money. <laughs> Well, they're gonna have to get over that. <laughs> they'll have to overcome their their uh, their inhibitions on spending money. But um, I, I do appreciate a lot of the submissions. The ones I'll be reading off are some of the most creative and funny. So um, on the next, in episode, other words, y'all done screwed up. Oh, oh. you just posted your laundry list of stupid stuff you want to see released, rather than get like wacky and weird with it and try to have some fun with it. Mm. 
I want this thing to be released, which I know is not going to be, but I would like to see it released anyway. Times 1,000. And, That's what you gave us, guys. And some, because I took so long with the thread also, <laughs> some of the stuff that you guys submitted actually came to pass. So shout out to you guys for wanting that stuff to happen, and uh, I'm glad to see that some of it did come come to life. So some of, some of these are not even uh, should even be read because it's now reality. So um, And long story short, you all only have yourself to blame for this uh, segment's doom. <laughs> See, Chris, Chris don't even lose a beat. Nope. <laughs> He's going to miss the segment when it's gone. Actually, can I get one last hope and dream? Go in ahead. Before you know, even, it, one of, even one of your hopes came through, too, dude. Look at that shit. Oh, well, I think that, I think that was humanity's oh. hope. But uh, <laughs> my hope and dream is uh-huh. I hope that when Solbro is lying dead in a gutter, mm-hmm. the only person to offer him help is a Muppet. And that Muppet turns away and lets Solbro die alone <laughs> in the streets of Prague. Wow. Wow. Because that Muppet will say, I heard you hate us, bro. <laughs> That's kind of a waka oddly waka. specific scenario. Oh my God. If that happens, though, I should die. <laughs> <laughs> What's Solbro doing in Prague, first of all? I, well, <laughs> you know that Solbro's alternate life is secret agent spy. Oh, boy. I thought I thought I, I thought it was in Prague after going to going to see the uh, the general, not the general, but the uh, the emperor no, go, go to trial at the Hague. Well, <laughs> since I'm no, in Europe, you anyway. don't know your geography there. No, yeah, since but... I'm in Europe anyway, I might as well go to Prague. <laughs> no, actually, he's in Prague. He's on a honeymoon with Daigo. So oh, that fudge you! That's his hope and dream. Jesus, <laughs> got you as the worst. Uh, hand in hand. <laughs> So in anyway. short, Solbro, yes. the Hopers and Dreamers are done. Mm-hmm. Uh, the listeners killed this with their ridiculous submission, ridiculously dumb and stupid submissions. Hey, easy now. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they have no one to blame but themselves. You know what? I, what, what I, I hope I hope to make up for it because a lot of the same people who submitted Hopes and Dreams and now come out to our live sessions for EX versus the Gundam Nation, which is a, a gaming session that we do. Uh, online every so two weeks. So they shoot you to take out their frustrations for you not having read their hopes and dreams. There you go. Take it out on I me. I submitted something take it on me. 12 months ago. <laughs> play, play, play. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. They they tear into me every session, man. People do not relent, uh, not only in the game, but just be cracking jokes on me. So if you want to uh, be a part of the conversation, uh, go to Gundam.net. Click on the EX versus Gundam Nation session. Whether you have full boost or not, you can still participate by being in the chat and also joining us in the Skype conversation. So I hope you come out, and um, I hope in that in some way helps to make up for it. So uh, that is it for uh, the oh, Hopers and Dreamers man. Corner until next episode where I do the best of. <laughs> and uh, I turn the mic back over to Neo. Oh, now for a highlight. <laughs> one, of the, one of the more successful segments of Gundam. Oh, boy. <laughs> that people get the joke. <laughs> now it's time for some old-timey news hour with uh, Chris. <laughs> All right, we have a couple of submissions, and the first one comes from Philly Gundam fan who's going a little little Street Fighter. Oh, oh, you speak my language, indeed. Mm-hmm. Troopers, I just received new orders. Our superiors say the war is cancelled. We can all go home. Bison is getting paid off for his crimes, and our friends who have died here will have died for nothing. But we can all go home. 
Meanwhile, ideas like peace, freedom, and justice, they get packed up, but we can all go home. Well, I'm not going home. I'm going to get on my boat, and I'm going upriver, and I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. Now, who wants to go home? And who wants to go with me? <laughs> who wants to go home? Who wants to go home with me? <laughs> oh, ridiculous. Fighter, the movie. One of the worst so movies, yet best movies ever made. Now, Rest in peace, Raul Julia. Oh, man. The movie that almost killed him. <laughs> You mean the movie that did kill him? No, no, he did something afterwards. His IMDb, but it's not. It wasn't quite the movie. I guess it was like a, a play that was uh, filmed like a movie. It was, de- but... it was a delayed reaction. Oh my! <laughs> hey, that's that's M. Bison. No. Oh man! Died on stage. God damn! All right, next we have Zero the Mass Knight with a submission from Dante's Inferno. The actual Dante's Inferno, not the God of War wannabe video game, oh. just for those who don't. Wait, I thought that was the real Dante's Inferno. Yes, it was, of course. Yeah. I am the way into the city of woe. I am the way to a forsaken people. I am the way into eternal sorrow. Sacred justice moved my architect. I was raised here by divine omnipotence, primordial love, and ultimate intellect. Only those elements time cannot wear were made before me, and beyond time I stand. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. <laughs> <laughs> this is just getting even crazier, man. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. So, uh, last yeah, a couple episodes ago, I had... Um, done some Gilbert and Sullivan and mentioned that if someone posted the uh, Mass Effect version of that, oh. that I would do it. What? So here oh, it is. Yeah. And later on in the thread, someone else posted the full version of the Scientist Solarian, which I'm not going to do in the interest of uh, time, but thank you for having submitted that anyway. Nice. So here we have, this is a two-parter from AJQ32. I am the very model of a scientist Salarian. I've studied species Turian, Asari, and Batarian. I'm quite good at genetics as a subset of biology, because I am an expert, which I know is a tautology. My xenoscience studies range from urban to agrarian. I am the very model of a scientist Salarian. <laughs> That's funny. That's awesome. So he has another Mass Effect-related one here. Oh, better to die a thresher maw, shotgun blasting, roaring raw, than to play ambassadorial games with the blood of Shiger in her veins. Off to fight Cisterian's Kent with diplomats instead of a Krent. But she'll be true to Tuchanka's dream and live and die a Krogan queen. For she's the Krogan queen. Hurrah, hurrah for the Krogan queen. It is, it is a glorious thing to be the Krogan queen. <laughs> Oh so, goodness. in keeping with uh, the Mass Effect theme, mm-hmm. if someone were to post the Commander Shepard song, I might do that. So, oh, hint, 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 yes, the Mass Effect saga <laughs> throughout Indeed. the throughout what, the what old timey it, segment. Is this going to end tough. up being Mass Effect as read by the old timey news guy? <laughs> <laughs> the complete trilogy, <laughs> possibly. And the last one today comes from Yokozuna Bulldozer, who puts in a specific. Music request here for Soulbro. Oh, all right. So take heed, Soulbro. The call of my 
might gain, carrying hope on these silver wings. Shine on, green light of peace. Brave Express might gain, now arriving on time. The call of might Kaiser, carrying courage on these wings of love. Roll on, wheel of justice. Brave Express might Kaiser, now appearing here to protect justice. Well, well, man, we, we went for Mike Gaines, a brave, brave series, right? It is indeed. Oh, my God. Listen to this. All right. So he wants me to use some... As evidenced by the fact that uh, I, I said Brave Express. Oh, yeah. But Mike so, silly me. <laughs> well, that, that was an excellent reading, sir. Awesome. So be sure to keep dropping those old-timey submissions in the appropriate thread on the Mechatalk forums, and I will kick it back to you, Neil. Well, thank you for that submission, or thank you for that segment, Chris, and thank you everybody for submitting to all the segments, even the ones that die. Um, guys, anything else before we go on to our first and only topic of tonight: Gundam Build Fighters Boyfriend Best Friends, episode sixteen through twenty. I'm ready to talk about it, man. Let's, all right, let's go. Let's get hyped for some Plavisky Bartles, man. There you go, Chris. Any anything else, or can we just move on? Let's just move on. All right. <laughs> We'll be back in a little bit. You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. This is Stephanie Shea, and you're listening to Gundam at MAHQ. In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is Not That Podcast. www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast. Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. We're looking for a few good new types. Over the last couple of months, the Gundam Nation has been getting together to play Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme Versus. We call those sessions EX Versus the Gundam Nation. Well, we as a group recently upgraded to the sequel to Extreme Versus, known as Full Boost. We're inviting you to come on out and play the new game with us. Even if you don't have the game, you can watch our live stream and also join in the conversation that we hold on Skype during the stream as well. It's not only a gaming session, but a social event for mecha and anime fans as well. If you have the game, you can add the PSN ID, The Gundam Nation, which is the tag that we use to network all the players for the sessions. Also, make sure to add to your Skype the contact of Shinjuku Station. 
so you can have a chance to join the Skype conversation during the stream if you want to watch the stream live. Make sure to head on over to twitch.tv slash fightersready and follow us there so you can be alerted to when our streams begin. If you missed any of our sessions, head over to youtube.com slash gundammahq and you'll find a lot of our sessions that we've already had archived there. Just be in mind that the conversations held in these sessions may not be safe for work. For more details on the event, make sure you visit gundam.net and click on the EX versus the Gundam Nation section. If you enjoy the game, the podcast, or Gundam in general, then you owe it to yourself to come on out to EX versus the Gundam Nation. We'll see you there. Walter, I love you, but sooner or later you're going to have to face the fact you're a goddamn moron. HQ will be jumping into our main and only topic for tonight, which is Gundam Build Fighters Boyfriend Meat Bun Chronicles, episodes 16 through 20. We start with episode 16, Dad, we meet again? <laughs> Not really, but... And uh, Say is having a kind of a weird dream where he encounters uh, his dad, which is kind of weird because in the dream, his dad lives in Tem Ray's, like, uh, beaten up little uh, yeah. workshop. <laughs> his bungalow? <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to say about what he thinks about his dad, if anything at all. But anyway, we find out that uh, the finals are going to start in three days. We have 16 teams left and uh we see kirara giving uh, an exit interview to uh reiner who uh, predicts that fellini will lose as he would given the uh the soul bros man that he is damn mm. damn <laughs> no respect <laughs> nope so we see that uh say is busily getting to work trying to repair the star build strike from the battle with Fellini and Ragey apologizes for wrecking it and says that he wants to help fix it but Say is kind of weary about that so the two of them start struggling over the kit and when Ragey grabs onto it he accidentally rips the head off and Say angrily tells him to piss off. (laughs) (laughs) So of course, Reiji wanders over to the mall. He's in the hobby shop. He's like, oh, I could do this stuff too. And then he's kind of perplexed because he's like, oh my god, how many of these Zaku things are there? <laughs> Which I, I, had to, I had to really laugh at that one because I'm just like, yeah, I, I know you're feeling. It's easy to yeah. get overwhelmed <laughs> with so much gunpla. <laughs> so a mysterious man with a beard. Mysterious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well. A.K.A. Takeshi mm-hmm. wearing a bad fake Damn beard. It. Really? Shows up that. and uh, starts sounding like, hey, uh, 
I can help you out, and gives him a beginning Gundam kit. And since Isla is watching from nearby, he drags her in and gives her a command Gundam. So he starts teaching the two of them how to build a Gunpla properly, and as soon as they start building, he turns on his Arlie Ermy switch and becomes, like, super serious and <laughs> very disciplinary. He goes into Hartman mode. <laughs> Pretty much. And then once they're done, and he does a very nice, uh, they both do very nice jobs, they do a little paint finish and the panel lines, all that stuff. Reiji wants to try it out in Gunpla Battle, and Isla lies that she doesn't know how to play. <laughs> so he plays a battle in space at a Bawaku, but out of nowhere, he gets attacked by the Hell Zeong Galaxy, piloted by C, because C wants revenge since uh, he got beaten the last time and uh, Baker had warned him off of interfering with anything outside of the tournament that doesn't help them, but he's getting involved anyway. Oh boy. So Reiji is using the beginning Gundam and then Isla steps in with the command Gundam and together the two of them destroy the Hell Zeon Galaxy and Takeshi has vanished. So C is coming out of a bathroom and Takeshi shows up and pulls off his fake beard and goes to arrest him and there's a brief struggle which ends with C getting toileted <laughs> and being placed under arrest for being a uh, gunpla, gunpla mafioso and committing gunpla crimes Hell yes. because Takeshi is an official referee. <laughs> He's going straight to a Rico trial. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't know refs had a resting power. <laughs> Apparently, in, in Gunpla Battle is serious business. Don't, don't, don't show this to Roger Goodell. Like, hmm. <laughs> so, after that, Rinko arrives in town to cheer on Sei and Reiji in the finals, and at the same time, uh, Takeshi arrives in Tokyo and finds that the store is completely locked up and wonders where everyone is. Where do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this. Why would an official ref not be at the Gunpla World Championship? Because clearly he's got to chase after all the Gunpla mafiosos. Well, I guess so. He's, I guess he's uh, double O, you know. Agent double, double O, o Gunpla. Agent double O Gunpla, yeah. They call me Agent 0079. <laughs> watch, watch that be true. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. Agent 0079. Takashi, official gunplay referee, Agent 0079. He's got credentials. <laughs> so, Neil, what were your thoughts on this episode? Well, it was funny, outside of it being an instructional video of how to get into gunplay. Hell yes. Because that's basically what it was. <laughs> it was the greatest infomercial ever made. <laughs> it really was. I was, was expecting. Like, hey, here, use your nippers and uh, cut <laughs> the parts out of the plastic sprue and then uh, sand it off and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, we, we all know that. Yeah, that's good. That's I, just, I, I, I was just thinking of the whole time of it, like those infomercials, that guy set it and forget it. You know, Ronco, the Ronco thing where it's like, nice. set it and forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of looking nip like... It, nip it and set it, you know? <laughs> Instead of looking like a homeless bum, he should have came dressed as Billy Mays. That would have been... 
or the or the or the other guy, the other guy that got the oh Anthony uh, Sullivan. <laughs> no, the the um the other guy Vince, that guy that got arrested yes. with oh, the hooker. Oh, slap chop. Sham, yeah, Shamwell guy. But I digress. Yes, it was uh it was pretty funny. Um, and of course, just a perfect way of let's put more uh gunpla that we 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 probably need to push units on the beginning and uh, the command uh, Gundam. So. That was funny. Just the faces on Reiji and Ina, uh, Isla, though. They're sitting there. They're going. They're going back and forth. Like this guy is just crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it got actually bonkers though when you get uh, Seek showing up and you're just like, really? <laughs> Where did this come from? But hey, whatever. Uh, but outside of that, just uh, just a, just a kind of a, a, a normal episode that just disguised it. A normal episode dis, uh, disguised, uh, an infomercial disguised as a normal episode. So, mm-hmm. but good stuff anyways. Funny stuff. Back to you, So, bro, what, what, what are your thoughts on this one? My thoughts, man? I, I thought it was a great app. Uh, it was an infomercial without a doubt, um, but I learned some stuff. Maybe I can go and risk building a model again. Who knows? Yeah, maybe you can do it yourself instead of outsourcing it to poor... Um, you know, children well, in Asia. Com. Yeah, Solcom. <laughs> you know what? He, what he's gonna do, mm-hmm. and I know exactly what Solbro is gonna do. Gonna he's do? gonna take out the portions <laughs> that don't re- don't relate to building Gunpla. He's gonna take those out and he's gonna re-edit everything together. Mm-hmm. And he's gonna put the Solcom logo on there <laughs> and go. This is this is instructional video 62 for you know. Welcome to Solcom. This is what she'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a young Asian boy? Yes. <laughs> That's inspiring. But, but <laughs> and if any listeners are out there genius enough, please make that uh, that instructional video and upload it for us. So because that would be funny. Absolutely. I, I I was really tripped out at the beginning with the uh, homage to Amaro's dad. Uh, as Chris oh, had mentioned, his uh, his bungalow was featured, and it went inside, and there were people dressed up as gun Gundams and other mobile suits, and it was just the wildest, wildest. And, dream. and don't forget on on the desk they even had the Gundams upgrade module. Oh no, it yeah. was on the desk. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was sitting right that? there. Yeah. I missed it. Oh no. Well, the fact that they were dancing at the end and it, Oh my god. And, and Say was caught up in that madness. <laughs> and and it just goes to show how much he misses his pops. And I, I that's what I took away from the dream, but it was Looney Tunes the whole way through and I I I love that moment of the episode. Um the drill sergeant mode that uh that old uh, old Takashi went into was was fantastic. The fa- the way his eyes, of course, goes into the uh, the the trademarky Ori star eyes. It reminds me of uh, when whenever you see Camille in the SD Gundam skits and his eyes yep. go starry. It's the same nonsense. <laughs> well, I mean, it also looks like the uh, the Federation logo on the shield. That's right. That's right. On the Arc seventy eight dash two. Exactly. So that- so many layers. <laughs> he he wears the worst. The worst uh, disguise, though, in the history of the series. That, that disguise is so bad. It looks like a homeless, homeless dude with a really bad beard. And yet, uh, these kids are completely trusting with him, showing them how to build, build Gunpla. What they should be doing is calling Chris Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was cool, though. I, I'm glad he taught him the pointers, man. You two can be a Reiji, is the point of this episode, man. Everybody's got to start from somewhere. And I, I, I took this as inspiration to build some Gunpla. Um, we got a couple cameos in this episode too, man. I saw uh, Kinyue Crossroad. Those remember the uh, the old murder victim from Double O. 
<laughs> yeah, did yeah. she get re- did she get resurrected? Uh, I guess. Yes. It's, it's... Or or in or in the timeline is this before Double O? <laughs> <laughs> also, was you it... want to thing uh, that sadly you joke about it. Mm-hmm. That's been something people have actually debated. Really, Ooh. they're debating in this? multiple places. Like, oh, you know, um, is is uh, Build Fighters in the same timeline as Double O? It's like. How could Build Fighters be in the same timeline as Double O when Double O is an anime in Build Fighters? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it gets yeah. referenced and talked about <laughs> in the series. So how is that? How the hell is that possible? People oh. just gotta make convoluted, yeah. you know, turn A timeline stupidities out of every damn thing, and they can't just enjoy a Gundam show by itself. They gotta come up with like these bizarre timelines of how everything fits when clearly none of it does. If you yeah. dare make a timeline, you'd see all the other Gundam timelines be parallel to each other, and you'd see Build Fighters like way out in the corner, because <laughs> it has nothing to do with the rest of them. It's it's outside well, that, of that, that realm, so it's... That, that and G Gundam. They'd yeah, be like... Yeah, exactly. On the opposite corners of the map. <laughs> In a statistical sample, they'd be the outliers. Exactly. And, and <laughs> yeah. I don't understand that, that, that point of view. It's, it's clearly referencing Gundam as a, as a, as a, a work of fantasy in this universe. So it's on the out, it's on the outside looking in for the most part. And, who uh, cares? I, I, uh, that, that, that's, that would be my first question is, <laughs> who cares? Um, shout outs to the reporter from Double O Two. That one guy with the uh, the mustache. I forget his name, but he. I think he shows up in this episode too, right? Yes, and yeah. don't forget uh, the other Gundam journalist, Fran Dahl from Turn A. Yo, mm-hmm. that's right. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. Like, Fran is in that episode, and I think Fawz in it. And lastly, yes, the greatest cameo of all time. We haven't seen him in a while. The anime toilet showed up. We miss him. <laughs> Oh, the actual toilet. The anime, oh, yeah, the anime yeah. toilet, man, makes a rare appearance, man. And and Codename C got to get a face full of it. So good shit. Good shit. Oh, there's another cameo, too, that you didn't mention. What's that? Uh, Dorothy's Dorothy. yeah. disgustingly huge gold limousine. Oh, that gold fucking limo? <laughs> yeah. Gold <limo>? yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and, and it was the dumbass uh, chairman. That's his, that's his whip. That's right. Man. Yeah, that, that was that was ridiculous to see. But uh, even even things like that make a cameo in there. Of course, a Baoku was in the episode, too. So, uh, and a Baoku. A Baoku. Yeah, I guess you could say it either way. Yeah, um, whatever. But, uh, yeah, um, other than that, uh, it was good to see uh, Nils Hayabusa in the episode. Of course, he's he's got his little weeaboo ninja outfit trying to trying to scope out more of the uh, the information from uh, from PPSE, but uh, failing miserably, as usual. But outside of that, man, it was a, it was a solid episode, man. I had a lot of fun watching it. All right. Well, I thought it was a pretty fun episode and yet another one of these sort of like uh, decompression episodes following a major stage of the tournament. So mm-hmm. just taking a little bit of a breather before we get into the finals. And it was good to finally see Takeshi. So everybody who's been whining about him showing up every freaking episode since day one can now just shut the hell up. <laughs> like there, he showed up. I mean, a- a- absentee fathers are a that's a storyline in anime. <laughs> so, what's the problem? <laughs> even even Amaro's dad disappeared for a long time. I think it's of not course his, it's not it's his, his, you know, mm-hmm. not a, not that he wanted to. No, no, but, not that he wanted to, but he was missing. Got suction to space. <laughs> got that space madness. Jump. <laughs> Grab the new component for the Gundam. Armoro, here you go. Put it in there, and I'll make you three times faster. It's a piece of junk. junk. (laughs) It's a piece of junk, Dad. (laughs) I I just like I just like the header. Uh, I just love 
I mean, the greatest header of all time is, of course, Chronicle Asher. But Tim Ray's header off the top of his steps, that that's good stuff, too. It is. No one's disputing that. Yes, it is. So it was interesting to see Reggie and Isla, who are you know both serious Gunpla fighters, actually get involved in the Gunpla building part of it. Mm-hmm. And liking it. And liking it. And uh, I like how... You know, when Takeshi starts geeking out about the beginning Gundam and all its abilities, Reggie's like, hmm, this reminds me of somebody, but I can't quite place it. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And the really interesting thing, uh, it's just something I hope would be followed up with in later episodes, but sadly is an angle that is dropped, mm-hmm. is that uh, when Reggie is using the beginning Gundam and it gets damaged by C, he's like, how dare you damage this after I spent all this time building it? And then he realizes, like, oh, shit, that must be how Save feels every time I screw up the star yeah. build strike. Yeah, exactly. And he has to fix it on his own. And I would have hoped that that meant that Reiji would maybe try to fight a bit more carefully in future episodes and be a little bit more considerate yeah. now that he understands it from Say's perspective, too. But, uh, no, that does not happen. He just keeps doing whatever the hell he wants to. Oh, God, no. <laughs> So overall, you know, nothing too special going on here. So let's do some ratings. What do you give it, Neo? Oh, one thing before we, I, I love the perfect Sunrise Bandai marketing ploy of finally putting Gunpla Builders, <laughs> referencing them in this show. That was that was great. <laughs> and giving Reiji, hey, build the beginning Gundam because, you know, hey, this is... You're a beginner. Yeah, you're a beginner. <laughs> and... If it wasn't for Gunpla Builders, you wouldn't have Build Fighters. Ah, you know, but yeah. But uh, my rating, I'd have to give it uh, three creepily stalk, uh, teenage stalking men out of five. Okay, so bro. Nice, nice. Um, I would probably give it a, I'd, I'd give it a three and a half uh, uh, anime toilet cameos out of five. <laughs> okay, I will give it three and a half shady upgrade modules out of five there you go <laughs> it's actually it's actually good to see anime toilet still getting work it is, he hasn't man. gotten work in a while so keep his uh, certainly sack. not from us <laughs> yeah he keeps his sack benefits going i'm glad to, good to see that so he's, he's waiting on the outskirts man waiting for his chance don't worry <laughs> don't worry anime toilet you will flush again we promise you <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right so moving on to episode 17 model of the heart wait the subtitle of this mo- of this episode, though, it's oh. got to be this. This is your life, soul, bro. <laughs> it's a soul. <laughs> oh no! But continue, Chris, because we'll put that all together. All right. So we uh, we have Mao having some flashbacks to his childhood of when he first got into gunpla battle, mm-hmm. using of all things the S Gundam. Oh yeah. And marking the animated debut of the S Gundam, which caused a lot, like pretty much every fanboy, to uh, crap their pants. <laughs> To finally see it move in three dimensions. Ooh. We uh, then jump to Say and Reiji waking up late to see the announcement of the bracket for the final battles of the 16 finalists. So they look and see that their first opponent of all people is going to be Mao, which suits Reiji just fine because he's been waiting for a chance to finally fight Mao. Mm -hmm. And Mao is considering all of these different 
strategies for how to beat Reiji, but unfortunately he can't think of any way to beat him, so he decides that uh, he's going to go take a uh, bullet train back home and try to learn the secrets from his master that he still has yet to discover, which also gives us some flashbacks about what's going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, one flashback in particular, he asks Chinan who his favorite female character is and says that his is uh, a certain uh, Titan's defector by the name of a machine. (laughs) Pretty. (laughs) While Chinan pervertedly grabs some fruit and proclaims that his favorite is uh, Captain Jiggles. I can't. I can't argue with that. <laughs> Thus reinforcing his Master Roshi-like presence. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Can kick ass, but loves the jiggles. So we see flashbacks of Mao's early training, and it just matches exactly to every sort of like martial arts cliche. Oh God. <laughs> oh yeah. Of you know the master being vague and trying to teach the student the obvious lesson but the student can't see it because he thinks there's some like uber deep trick he needs to learn when <laughs> the answer's right in front of his face and blah 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 i'm gonna go full speed at my master yet he's see he's not even breaking a sweat beating my ass <laughs> yeah so mao eventually realizes he just has to let go and enjoy himself and he rushes back to the tournament where good old misaki has come to cheer him on oh so she's there in the crowd, and we get to the battle between the Gundam X Mao and Starbuild Strike, which uh, you know has some some exciting parts to it, but uh, of course ends the way that you expected to, with Reiji winning and Mao losing because they have to win. Mm-hmm. So afterwards, Mao is uh, pretty upset over his loss, but realizes that he can't keep moping about it forever, so he decides that he's going to build a better Gunpla. Oh. And then we have another battle going on, and Sei and Reiji run over to find, much to their shock, that uh, Luong has been defeated by, as they refer to, the Super Renato Brothers. <laughs> So hot-blooded. <laughs> or the Super Kai Shiden brothers. Hell yes. Hell yes. <laughs> Whichever you prefer. Mm-hmm. So, Sobro, what did you think of this episode? I thought it was solid. Um, there was a... That's a, it? We, sure. Oh, <laughs> Sure, you say, did think it was say, your, say your true intentions. I, I, I really this enjoyed this episode. This is your most favorite of all episodes well, ever. Well, I, I always am thinking, I'm always a sucker for the Karate Kid story. <laughs> and this episode was, uh, mm. of course, the, the had the fundamentals of that, 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 that sensei, uh, student type but relationship. But didn't Daniel San win? Oh, damn. You had to say that, man. I guess, I guess Mal's problem is he didn't learn the crane kick. <laughs> But he learned so much, man. He learned how to how to capture beetles and 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 do some some white water fishing <laughs> and some judo. But yeah, uh, I, I I dug the fact that we finally got the big reveal of how the satellite cannon worked this episode. Um, it's I guess using solar reflectors, so the moon's not even needed. Well, it's, not, it's not how it's how he changed it to work this time. Yeah, he yeah. changed it to work this time. But you know, there was always the question like they'd asked him. So, so did they show beforehand how he got it to work during the day as well? Because there were other times where uh, he used it during you know the sun. Uh, being out. No, but he he used he just channeled pure plasky particles to use that to power the satellite. Cameras. Yeah, so bro, this isn't in the confines of the Gundam X universe. Oh, this boy. is. In- <laughs> 
I'm sorry. Maybe maybe I'm getting, maybe I'm getting yeah, too serious. Yeah, the moon doesn't need to be out. You don't need the the, the you know dome pointing directly mm. down in geosynchronous orbit. There you go. There you go. Well, yeah. Let me sit, let me sit my ass down. But uh, no, I, the M machine cameo did make my day. Uh, weeks oh, ago hey, when the episode day. aired, huh? A major day. I could I just envisioned the soul bro soul bro strut. I just mean, did the little soul bro dance. I was having a terrible day at work that day that it happened. I didn't watch the episode. Dude, this time. episode is all you. It's Emma Sheen. It's Emma Sheen. Undying love for Emma Sheen, uh-huh. and then losing at a fighting game. I find I find it wild though. This he is your life. I find it wild that he didn't say it was Tifa because you know you figured that'd be a natural fit, being that he's a, a big uh, a gun. Well, he's he uses uses the gun to max, so I figured that Tifa would have been his lady, but apparently not. Man, he he prefers him older. And it's that beret. It's that beret, man. It, it freaking gets him all wild up. But uh, yeah, when it, when it, when the Emma Sheen cameo happened, uh, and people like besieged my Twitter to let me know, I couldn't be I couldn't be happier. I didn't mind that spoiler at all and um when i finally got to see the episode it, it made me laugh even harder when uh china um re- revealed his uh his love to be uh maru ramia so that was that was freaking hilarious but uh old man man he they, they, he he doesn't he doesn't hold back at all like most old men do so that's that's pretty fantastic he's a great character by the way i really enjoy anytime uh chinon shows up and um it's cool to see mao's progression from being just a cocksure kid who ends up getting his ass whipped to being that uh, uh begging to be uh chinon's student and uh being taken under his wing to to find out how um how he can improve himself in the gunpla game, and all the way up to the point where he uh, has that bittersweet ending. You know, Misaki came all the way to see him lose, which is kind of sad. But uh, she at least comforted him some before he went off to go cry on his own. So um, it's a coming of age episode, and I, I dig it a lot. I thought it was a an enjoyable watch. And uh, back to you, Chris. All right, what did you think about this episode, Neo? It was awful. <laughs> Man, no. No, it was good. It, it, yeah, it, it's definitely the same old, you know, it's just like every, like, martial arts film, uh, you know, something like, you know, trying to surpass, get the, you know, instead of taking your time and learning the technique and the fundamentals, I, I got to get, I got to get to the final move right away because the final move will guarantee me a win. And that's basically, <laughs> that's basically the message you get out of this. You know, Mal thinks that if he learns the final technique, that that will guarantee his win. Mm-hmm. And we see that that's not the case. And, uh, you know, because in the, you know, and the, uh, opposite of that, you have Sam and Reiji who are basically doing this because they enjoy doing it and they're having fun. Mm-hmm. And they're winning so but uh yeah it was um it was definitely a, a, a pretty good episode and, and then of course the shocker at the end when luau uh you know uh when he gets defeated by the, the creepy twins and uh <laughs> the creepy twins that like to drink beer a lot especially in the next episode those those ju- I'm, I'm surprised they could even stand up during the fight i mean it's like <laughs> Who drinks more of them or um You or, can uh, still fight while you're drunk. Oh, that is true. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, they're 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 going they're from the house of Foker, you know. <laughs> the Foker Dojo. The Foker Dojo. <laughs> Couple beers the, and the world famous Foker Dojo in Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty there is, much. There is beer in this dojo. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But, yeah, and of course, you see them. And you're like, hmm, I wonder next episode, who's going to be the fight for Saiyan Reiji and that? Or who's who's going to be the fight for one of the other contestants in the next episode? It's like, hmm, oh, big surprise. But, yeah, good episode. Um, you know, definitely a little bit more character development on Mal. It was nice to see, you know, a little bit more about him. But 
really wasn't anything that doesn't surprise me because, you know, he's just that that character type. He kind of knew that he was going to be, you know, like the little street urchin that somehow <laughs> war orphan that ended up at the dojo and, you know, stuff like that. So a couple couple war orphans in this in this show. But uh, yeah, so but good stuff. Nevertheless. So, well, it was certainly good to get Mao's background and see the extent to which he's a Gundam X fanboy. Yeah. Mm hmm. Oh, that was definitely surprised uh, about his being an M-Machine fanboy. And honestly, of course, Sobro, as soon as I saw it the first time, I immediately thought of you. Of course. <laughs> it's nice to know the way I'm not he's alone. So loving, the way he so lovingly described her. In the pink, in the pink clouds of his imagination. <laughs> yeah. You know, what was funny was that whole wall of Gunpla mm-hmm. at the master's house there. It's like... It, he's got all this gunpla, and then you just got that shelf full of the female characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like he likes his female characters. So definitely does. Yeah. So yeah, the the character development was nice. It was good to see things from Mouse' perspective that you know he's desperate because he wants to defeat Say and Reiji, but he just doesn't know what he can do, and basically goes back home as sort of a Hail Mary to try to figure out what secret he can use. And in the end, it doesn't end up helping him because he's destined to lose. And the battle, given that this was hyped up so much as, you know, the battle between Mao and Reiji, I found it to be underwhelming, not not that special, kind of underwhelming, particularly in light of the the episode a few times back where Reiji fought Fellini and, you know, you had this knockdown drag out fight. It, w- it wasn't this, as earth-shattering. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Given that this was the actual finals, mm-hmm. you know, the final 16 fighters, I was expecting a little bit more. and was a bit underwhelmed by it. I did like some uh, of the trickery that he used. Like, the mouse sword was pretty cool to see. That was cool, yeah. Uh, but even then, it just... The like, big, okay. the big Epion sword, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, I think I think it's it's the trade-off on this. You get a little bit more of the background of Mal, but you know, they're still got that time constraint. So it's like, okay, do we maybe take a little less of Mal's backstory and more in the fight? And mm-hmm. you know, I I think they just that's the route that they chose is you know we'll give you a little bit more about Mal and all this and that, and of course they got to cram in the, the little bit at the end with the the two Jokers. <laughs> so. Which definitely was a surprise because, you know, you had hoped that maybe Saiyan Reiji would fight him again and have yeah. a definitive battle. Mm-hmm. But alas, it is not fated to be. Oh. So, Sobro, what's your rating for episode 17? Oh, man. I-, I would have to give it a three and a half Miss Emma's out of five. <laughs> <laughs> no surprise. No doubt. No doubt. Neo. Oh, have to give it. Uh, I'll be kind of hard to give it a half, but I'll still give it three and a half. Captain Jiggles, Jiggles out of five. <laughs> All right, I will give it three and a half. S Gundam fan boners out of five. There you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> S boner. Yeah. Which brings us to episode eighteen, Bloodhounds, which actually begins a little bit earlier than the end of episode 17 because we see the battle play out between Luang and the Super Renato brothers. And <laughs> it's just a funny name. He's doing pretty well against their GM sniper K9, but then suddenly out of nowhere, the joints on his suit explode, and then he gets taken down like a punk. <laughs> bodied so everyone's trying to figure out what the hell happened and 
the interesting thing about this is that the Super Renato brothers, the next opponent they're going to fight is, of course, Kawaguchi. So we see that Alan's trying to figure out what happened and doesn't know what it is, and he thinks it's magic, but Yuki's like, hey, you know, every every magic, you know, is just a trick. Mm-hmm. You just got to figure it out. So separately from that, we see the latest installment of the Meat Bun Chronicles, where Sei and China are hanging out at the mall, and they see Isla practically drooling over some food. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then... Reiji shows up, so they all sit down to eat, and the two of them start gorging themselves on sweets, but then they eventually start fighting, and that's no prize given their uh, conflicting personalities. And then we see Mao crawl back in there because he'd earlier been boasting about having a date with Misaki, and he explains that uh, he tried to be a creeper and kiss her right away. <laughs> So she just slapped him and left. Hey, he kisses on the first date, man. <laughs> and Randy, being mm-hmm. the usual social charmer that he is, told him, hey, you're just dumb and it's your fault. Oh. <laughs> and in reality, he was true. He was right. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. But he does like a bit of finesse in saying so, not that yeah. he cares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lack of tact, but hey. Yeah. Indeed. And we also see the Super Renato brothers being annoyed that Gunpla Twitter is talking all about Kawaguchi and not about them. Normally it would be Space Twitter, but, but since we're on Earth. <laughs> yeah. And it has some, uh, some amusing uh, multi-language puns in English. There's one that jumps at us being particularly bad. Is it called Kempfer Amazing because he's a Majin? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's like, so oh my awful. god, that is just. <laughs> That's the worst. It's so bad. I mean, I know it's a multi language pun because of Majin and Amazing and yeah. how you pronounce Majin. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. but that's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to the actual battle, which is in a ruined city. Mm-hmm. And. Yuki is using his sniper rifle to just randomly shoot in all these directions because Alan has identified the three spots that the Renatos could be sniping from, so he's trying to flush them out. Little does he know that the GM Sniper K9's backpack can detach and function as an autonomous unit. Uh-huh. So they pull some tricks on him, destroy his sniper rifle. He tries to uh, take to the air after flushing them out, but then comes under fire from the dog pack and loses one of his uh, weapons binders. Mm-hmm. So we see suddenly that uh, he's on the ropes, and Alan suggests that he hide inside of this ruined stadium, which looks kind of familiar, but I can't quite place my fingers on it. <laughs> he getting assaulted by deja vu again? <laughs> yeah. And at that point, the Renatos, they trip their trap, which uh, involves the canine pack detaching a little shuttle and unleashing a bunch of uh, little plastic Xeon soldiers who attach bombs to the mm-hmm. Camp for Amazing's joints, which also sounds kind of familiar, but I can't quite place my finger on that. <laughs> seems like it seems like it works better in this in this iteration of oh, it though. Damn. <laughs> to an extent. So, so we have explosions and the Renatos move in to finish off Yuki, but find that the Camphor has no damage and it's still hanging around. Oh. 
And the reason for that is he figured out that they were doing something to attack people's joints, so he put a bunch of grease on the joints beforehand, mm -hmm. which meant that all of the bombs just slipped right off. Nicely done. Ingenious. Yes. So Yuki starts to recover a little better, but then the Renatos activate a little surprise trump card, which is the exam system from Blue Destiny. Mm -hmm. So this GM's going nuts, and Yuki is again on the ropes, but he manages to fall back. Uh, very good for him to the area where he had dropped one of his weapon binders and he pulls out a Gatling gun, which he uses to full to fill the GM sniper up with holes like uh, he was a 1920s gangster. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, say. <laughs> oh, man. So Alan is happy that... Uh, that Yuki won, but Yuki is upset that he damaged his gunpla so much. And later on, we see Baker telling Mashita over the phone that she's going to make sure Sei and Reiji lose because in their next battle, they'll be fighting against Nils. Mm. Man. So, Sobro, your thoughts on this episode? Man, it's finally good to see the Bernardo brothers back in the ring, man. Um, I, I dug this episode a lot, mainly because uh, I always like a lot of uh, uh, moments in, 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 in war movies or in uh, war stories where you have a sniper duel. And uh, it, this episode had a little bit of uh, the enemy at the gates flavor to it, man. At least at the beginning part of the fight, man, where they were both uh, squaring off. Uh, I love that Alan was giving a... Out giving uh, Meiji the um, the the estimated positions where they would take point, their opponents would take point in order to snipe on them, and they had to figure out where they would be, and then all the uh, both both sides using the environment to their advantage, setting up traps for one another and and things like that. Um, I the the Seattle Dome from Mobile Suit Gundam was a nice uh, it was a nice appearance from that as uh, Chris had mentioned, and it was it was it was cool to see uh, the camper amazing take cover in there. But uh, then uh, I couldn't help but think of Chris when they deployed the old uh, the Zeon army men during the battle and they put the bombs on <laughs> the camp for amazing because we've discussed on Gundam years ago about the episode of Mobile Suit Gundam oh, God. where they put the time bombs on the Gundam and it's not one of Chris's favorite episodes. <laughs> well, at least these Zeon soldiers didn't sit there and watch the Federation. Didn't watch, the Renato brothers didn't watch uh, Meiji try to take them off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I you know I'm not a fan of the episode, but mm -hmm. I I give them credit for getting that obscure with their references. So, yeah. So you like you like the fact that they turned chicken shit to, uh, to chicken salad? <laughs> I'm not gonna go that far. Oh damn. Maybe chicken McNuggets. Chicken McNuggets. There you go. Which is pretty close to chicken shit. <laughs> But yeah, I, I thought it was a nice, uh, a nice little uh, homage to that, and and the fact that uh, uh, Yuki used the WD forty initiative and was able to uh, shake those bombs off was nice. <clears throat> I, I thought that was a cool touch, and uh, got me a hype for the match, especially when uh, this dude uses a machine gun to kill the Renato brothers. Man, when when you know in a double because uh, he's using the comfort from uh, Gundam 0080. So you know how that how the comfort got disposed of in in in, oh, in yeah, Double Eighty. It it got blown to bits by Christina with her with her uh, Vulcan machine gun. And in this, um, it's the opposite. He takes the machine gun and wastes those guys. So I thought that was fantastic. Um, a nice uh, a nice uh, turnabout 
for the episode. Uh, other other small things. Uh, Mal definitely has no pimp game at all. <laughs> a little too excited. He sucks. Oh my god. Yeah. A little and, excitable. Oh, uh, and I, I love the it's reference. Like, watch out, buddy. That's how that's how date rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, Don't be a creeper. He's getting ahead of himself. He needs to he needs to slow his shit down. But uh that's all in due time, Mal. All in due time. Maybe when you grow some pubes, homie. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But uh another another cool touch is when Satan well, he is a young Asian boy. He is. He is, man. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll build gunplot for me someday. But uh uh, Ina, sorry, I, I, the, there was a reference to Ina in this episode. Uh, I, 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 Isla calls herself Ina, and uh, when Say finally meets her, he geeks the hell out at the at the reference to Eighth uh, MS team. So I thought it was pretty funny. And um, I guess the last thing I'll mention is uh, uh, when Raul finds out that uh, Rumble Raul finds out that uh, Rinko just, just chose to go shopping instead of coming to watch Meiji's match. Uh, the look on his face was priceless. <laughs> He was so disappointed, but uh, who, who wouldn't be? I know, man. He wanted to see. He wanted to see those curves, man. He he denied yet again, denied. But uh, Rumble Raw, hold out, hold, hold out hope, man. Uh, somebody's coming for you, I'm sure. But uh, anyway, I throw it back to you, Chris. Okay, your thoughts, Neil? Yeah, the battle was great. Um, you know, between Majin and and the Super Renato brothers, uh, definitely. The cat and mouse games between the two of them throughout was was cool. It was actually, you know, it's like, okay, um, why is the GM sniper called the K9? Oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the most path- poor, pathetic-looking robot dog, too. Oh. Like, you looked at it, and you're like, oh, couldn't they made a little better robot dog than this? But, okay, whatever. But, um, yeah, of course, he gets taken, taken care of, just like all AI-operated machines should be. Mm-hmm. So, once again, humans win. Um, but <clears throat> I actually did like the whole interaction between Reiji, Isla, and uh, Chino, and uh, and um, Say at the mall when they're sitting there, and you know they're they're asking all these questions to Isla, and, and Reiji's like, "No, that what? <laughs> no, I thought she didn't like Gunpla." She's like, "Yeah, I, I like it." He's like, "I thought she didn't like it." <laughs> Why are you here? She's like, oh, I'm, I'm with a friend. <laughs> I came here with a friend. <laughs> and the joke that was just the the best about it is like when she says her name and he's like, oh, that's your name? I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but it it is funny because sometimes you do have relationships with people that you meet out of the way and you meet them in person and you, you almost get to kind of know them a couple of times and you know a lot of things about them, but yet you forget to do the the personal inter- introduction but hey but uh yeah that was definitely some good stuff and i just had to face palm when i saw the the zeon army men with <laughs> when that was the uh, when that was the trick i was just like oh man this because it just like chris had said that's a way up you got to give him props for a way obscure uh oh, yeah. <laughs> reference like that <laughs> I mean that 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 have to that had to have been a long night up for the production team on hopped up on a lot of caffeine or something. Going, <laughs> what, what, what's the Super Renato special Super Renato brother special move? Well, they're going to take many many Zeon soldiers <laughs> <laughs> with those dumb little jetpacks they have. Let's have them put a uh, you know. Let's actually see them win for once with this move. Instead of lose, and uh, but yeah, that definitely, and it was cool to see uh, Majin uh, Kawaguchi get taken the task. Mm-hmm. You know, even you could tell 
in a way that even he's starting to really get into his depths of, uh, you know, being strategic and, and trying to think a couple moves ahead. Because, I mean, up until this point, guys pretty much been, you know, outclassed as opponents. And, yeah, maybe these guys on a skill level weren't on the same level as him, but definitely on the, uh, you know, uh, cheating and devious, <laughs> you know, <laughs> underhanded crap. Uh, these guys definitely excelled in that, and sometimes that can win over uh, skill. So it was it was definitely cool to see that. And I, I didn't even realize that reference that Solbro said until he really mentioned it about the way the camper got uh, the, the camper in 0080 actually got taken care of. Because now I picture it because I see that poor dude getting shot and his little um, his little pocket bottle getting shot up too. Mm-hmm. We're kind of dangling in there. Hey man, you need to watch so. Bernie's Lament again, man. <laughs> no. No, I don't, <laughs> because I'm not with Nambla. Oh, but, uh, Jesus. I, I may need to watch War in the Pocket again. I haven't seen that in an awful long time. <laughs> but <laughs> unlike you, not fascinated with young Asian boys oh, boy. in shorts. So, the short pants spirit. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I know this. Ep- I know this episode will probably be rated less than the previous one because there's there's very le- less of Mao in this, not oh, as much Jesus. young Asian boy in this. So, but you know, hey. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely good, good, a uh, good episode. And I knew that the Super Renato brothers are going to take Majin. You, they were going to kind of bring it up to, uh, you know. Um, bring it up a level and make it a little bit more difficult for him to advance. Mm-hmm. But I kind of didn't expect the length of the uh, fight that we saw. And that, that was really cool. So, but back to Chris. Well, the first thing that ran to my mind this episode, as soon as the fight ended was that this fight was the redemption of the camphor. Oh shit. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the choice of it using a Gatling gun was anything other than intentional. Nice. Yeah. And it was also a double away reunion of sorts because the K9 was based off the GM Sniper from yep. 0080. Oh, yep. shit. Wow. Yep. So you had that going on. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed uh, seeing Reiji and Isla's antics with each other, as long, along with Say's misplaced fanboyism when she says that her <laughs> name is Ina. Oh, God. <laughs> and the battle uh, was pretty interesting. I enjoyed the use of uh, tactics and how Yuki had to think on his feet to avoid their traps because they did set some literal traps for him right. and how to respond to the whole uh, little Zeon soldier thing and the way that he lured them back to a place where he knew he'd have weapons waiting for them was pretty uh, pretty damn brilliant. Yeah. yeah, It's his wit versus their underhandedness. <laughs> <laughs> but it was nice to see him finally have to put his wit on because at this point he's just been overpowering yeah. everybody. He's just, he, he's just been so strong it's like he has not fought anyone who puts his skills to the test until now. Mm-hmm. But even I then mean, these guys were still scrubs. I mean, and the camphor amazing is messed up. I mean, and that's that's what's kind of interesting too, because you could see at the end of the fight he was so pissed the fact that not necessarily that they took him the task, but that he allowed the camphor amazing to get so screwed up. Mm. So yeah, and that's something because how often do you have it in you know these fighting anime or these martial arts movies? The master, it's like you are the first person to ever injure me. How how dare you? Blah blah blah. Yeah, sort yeah. of the same thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but this is more than an injury. Mm-hmm. This is, I mean, that thing is messed up. Luckily, he's got the whole uh, production team behind him, so he's got <laughs> nothing to worry about. Yeah. 
Now, one thing I thought was kind of off this episode, mm-hmm. despite it otherwise being very good, was the Super Bernardo brothers constantly mentioning how they're going to show everyone, you know, uh, a war. real war. Yeah. And it's the, their war. It's like, what the hell are those guys talking about? Yeah, I kind of... I was kind of wondering that too, but after a while, I just kind of dismissed them. Like they're not going to say for whatever reason. This is just some. I guess it sounds cool. They maybe, may have sent, thought it sounded cool. Maybe it was the Dos Ek- Maybe it was the Dos Equis talking, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I don't get what the implication there was mm-hmm. because we never get any flashback explaining their background, so we don't know what the hell they're talking about. But uh, let's go around and do ratings. So. Sober, what do you give this episode? Man, I got to give this episode, uh, in light of the sniper battle, man, I got to give this episode four shots of diazepam out of five. Wow. (laughs) All right, and what do you give this episode? Well, based on the hound, it's not, well, kind of the same, but I give this uh, four cats on Roombas out of five. There you go. (laughs) All right, so... I will rate this one four out of five whoops. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Well said. And we're gone. We now reach the penultimate episode of this discussion, which is episode 19, Astray's Blade. Ooh, awesome. Oh, this is a, this, should this be subtitled Soul Bros Revenge? Oh, Jesus. No way. <laughs> <laughs> the red frame so, all day. Mm-hmm. Someone, someone messing up the the red frame. <laughs> Other than Solbro. Oh Jesus! And it is a black kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man, we we start off seeing Sorry about that. <laughs> seeing Nils fighting one of his opponents, which is a Gundam Virtue that he slices apart. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, Baker comes up to him and is like, "Hey." uh I want to give you a little uh, sponsorship type deal, if you know what I mean. Uh, give you all the support, and it's real nice, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. That's yeah, how she sounded. Yeah. And Nilda's like, wait a second. You're PPSE, and you have your works team with Majin Kawaguchi. Shouldn't you be backing up that guy? And she's like, oh, you know, the chairman, he just wants to, you know, expand Gunpla and support, you know, the top fighters all over the world, blah, blah, blah. You know, mm-hmm. the real thing is he, he wants to make sure that Say and Reiji get beaten again, as he always is obsessed with. Of course. Mm-hmm. And, you know, naturally, Nils accepts the offer because he's trying to get close to PPSE and learn the secret of the Plasky particles and using those inherited detective skills and flashbacking the previous episodes, he realizes that Baker won't give him his tour of PBSC Factory until after the quarterfinals, which means that whoever knows Majita's secret must be someone they want him to take down. So he meets with Say and Reiji and asks them if they know the secret of the Plasky Particle, but they don't. And he says, hey, if you do remember and you tell me, I'll lose my battle for you. Oh, Wow. Which pisses off Reiji, but surprisingly, even more so, pisses off Say and gets him yeah. super fired up. Hell yes. It's like, hey, if you, if you want something, uh, take it yourself. Mm-hmm. So we see them uh, next moving on to their battle, which is outside of a Japanese castle. So given that Nils is capable of cutting beams in half, Reiji just drops all of the beam weapons and turns on the RG system to use the build knuckle. And we find out the secret of Nils' success, which is Chinese martial arts called 
particle Fajin, oh, yeah. where instead of Qi, he uses Plasky particles to send that energy into his opponent, then destroy them. Mm-hmm. So that's how he's been taking down people, and it almost works on Reiji because the build strike loses an arm, but then Reiji uses the build knuckle and manages to destroy both of Nils' swords. Oh. And then starts uh, taking down his arms until both units are left armless, so Baker quickly scrambles and puts a one-minute hold on the match so that fighters can make emergency repairs. Mm-hmm. One minute, that's pretty close. And Nils, who up to now has not really cared about Gunpla because it's just a means to an end for him, is actually visibly upset that his Sengoku Astray is damaged. Hell yeah. So after that brief interlude, they get back to fighting, and he blocks a build knuckle again, but to his surprise, finds that uh, the arm is covered in glue. So because of that, it's a sort of protection barrier, and he can't send Plasky particles into the arm to destroy it, and it's at that point that Reiji takes him down and destroys him, thus winning the match. And afterwards, uh, Nils is like, hey, uh, you know, I'm pretty strong, and uh, says like, hey, you know, uh, I'm sorry about what I said earlier. You know, you do have passion, and uh, you know, Nils is like, oh, well, next time I'll do better. And of course, Reggie's like, well, we're we're still gonna win anyway, so yeah. <laughs> He's not lying. <laughs> yeah. And Nia, what were your thoughts on this episode? Okay, if instant glue is this good of that can you know help reinforce and strengthen against the uh, the particle Fijin. What would duct tape do? Because we know duct tape is probably oh, the most shoot. important the important most important adhesive product in the universe. It'll fix anything. That's what about case. what about gaffer's tape? Ooh, Ga- ooh wow. even more. I mean, what do we do on this? So that's like the these, titanium, these the, the gunpla universe, man. The, this is <laughs> this is what we need to animantium probably. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, you know, uh, definitely you look on the, at the beginning of this episode and you're like, okay, we know Niels is, uh, Niels is game here. He's in this, he's trying to, he entered the tournament as a means to an end. He's not really into for the passion of gum, building Gunpla and, and fighting Gunpla like everyone else is. And you just knew it's like at the end, he's going to end up, you know, changing heart because, you know, we just got that. But it, it was still pretty enjoyable. Uh, it was nice to see him finally be uh, rattled, especially uh, when the uh, you know when the one minute holds going on. Mm-hmm. That was nice to see. Now, for the son of a world famous detective, he's got the worst uh, interrogation skills because aren't you supposed to trick, <laughs> say, and ragey and giving you the information, not just saying, um, yeah, if you tell me the secret, then I'll just I'll just lose on purpose. That's kind of defi- I've seen enough of these cop shows where they do the bad cop, good cop, and you know, you got to try to trick your person into saying what you want to say. But just saying, uh, hey, uh, I know you know something about Plasky particles because I deduced it from this discussion I had with PPSC. Mm-hmm. But um, you need to just tell me, and then I'll lose the match. That, you got no leverage. Exactly. And then, and then here we go and uh, twist the knife in the back yeah. of the match. <laughs> you imagine Vic Mackey doing this? This oh, wouldn't oh, happen. Oh, my no. God. It would be a completely no. different scenario. No. <laughs> Vic Mackey would plan, he'd plan evidence on them and get them disqualified for gunplug. <laughs> <laughs> Takashi would have to arrest his son. 
Takashi would have to arrest his son. Yes, and it's a Ooh. completely different show after this. Indeed. But uh, but yeah, it's it's um, and it and it's nice to get back to the you know we had seen this a couple episodes ago the the secret you know uh, the the chairman of PPSC scared of Ragey and what does he know and that you know we knew it was always something with the Plasky particles. Now we're getting confirmation and you know it's it, it makes you kind of wonder and I'm sure. There's so many uh, rumors out in the internet. I'm sure most of them are ridiculous and stupid. But hey, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, a pretty good, pretty good episode. Um, nice to see that they, you know, uh, the first thing that Sam Ragey do is just get rid of the beam weapons because it was nice for them to kind of realize that yeah, this isn't going to work. Instead of you know sitting there, oh. We know the beams won't work, but well, let's just fire them. Still, maybe we'll use it now. No, let's just go. <laughs> let's just go to the uh, the uh, the build knuckle. So, which is kind of an interesting move. But hey, but um, yeah, and it's also nice to see Niels get put in his place because I, I was still kind of irritated with him with all his uh, grandeur that he had. You know, oh. his 19 PhDs, and you know, he's he's had the cure for cancer oh, and damn. stuff like that. Yeah, I mean that's. That was the deal. What's he doing and here? Like, <laughs> yeah, and then, I mean, it, and you know, I'm sure this is a good. This is a favorite of Soul Bros, the Astray. Oh boy, getting beat. Yes, badly. So, but hey. hurt my heart. Yeah, <laughs> but you kind of, you kind of under, you really understood where Niels was coming from. Then at the end of this episode, you're like, oh, Red Astray, you're broken, broken in pieces in front of me. I know how you feel, Niels. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, other than that, um, you know, your typical battle episode going to the finals. So back to you, Chris. So a lot of people were waiting for this episode because Nils did not make the best of impressions in his debut. Mm -hmm. So for them, I guess this was their their comeuppance they've been waiting for, for the ninja weeaboo perfect detective boy. Yeah, pretty much. And, of course, he thinks that he can't lose because uh, Baker offers to give him a worship. He's like, oh, I, I don't need that. My, my ashtray is already perfect. I don't need anything. <laughs> yeah, he pretty much signed his death warrant on that. that that's when you yeah. knew he was going to lose. And he definitely is on the right trail. He just uh, is dealing with a clunk head because Reiji doesn't know that he knows the secret. Mm-hmm. And, you know, does not appreciate being... Uh, Offered up someone throwing the match. That's true. It, it, it just sucks the spirit out of the fight, man. It's collusion. Yeah. <laughs> but I was surprised to see Say get even more fired up about that, saying, hey, these people who are here, you know, they all work hard because they love this stuff, and you just come in here saying you don't give a shit about it, so basically fuck off. Yeah, for once, Reggie was the cool head in the group. Who knew? Who knew he had that in him? But you, but you see, the, you see the, the, same, the both sides of these guys. Mm-hmm. So I mean that that's the thing is you see both sides of the people that participate in the gunpla battle the fighters and the builders because you know not all the fighters are also builders some of them are just like saying ragey where one builds and one fights so yeah so in the end another expected result and I was glad to see uh, Mr Perfection Mr Early Genius get taken down a notch because he needed it mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, in classic sports anime cliches, he discovered, oh, I really did actually love this sport all along. I just didn't know it. Who knew? (laughs) The Tin Man found his heart, man. (laughs) Pretty much. Mm -hmm. So going around, uh, why don't we give some ratings to this? So, Neo, what do you you give this episode? You got to give it four armless gunpla out of five. (laughs) 
So, bro. Well, I, I I didn't really get to say my point, but I'll I'll just keep it real short. Uh, I I did I really dug the part. Um, for the most part, you guys covered most of the stuff I actually really enjoyed. Um, and the fact that Nils found his passion particle at the end of ever, at the end of the uh the whole fight. The coolest thing I thought about the episode was that he used chi energy to deliver the dev- devastating blows. That uh that well so called chi energy. Of course, it was uh gunpla. Uh, sorry, Plavisky particles. The particle fought Jin. I thought that was the dopest thing about the episode. Uh, actually, something that was even even better was the the fact that the boys used the uh the crazy glue or the the instant glue or, or for those who saw the lego movie the power of the craggle <laughs> in order to defeat nils in the end when they had that after the one minute hold but uh at the end of the day i will uh give this episode uh four uh four broken gerber straights out of five all right and i will give this episode three and a half weeaboos out of five there you go that's the spirit <laughs> The Nils Nielsen spirit, man. Brought to you by Yajima Trading. <laughs> Indeed. Oh, I, it, how, how could I forget to mention the wonderful return of Caroline in this episode? Oh, yeah, man. And she, oh, comes, yeah. And she comes on strong, man. Already, already sizing up the rings. <laughs> got, got the wedding plans Which, all worked out. You know, uh, <laughs> now that I think about it, mm-hmm. has a... Uh, <laughs> Her possessiveness as his girlfriend at the beginning mm-hmm. has, uh, I think, an unintentionally, amusingly racist undertone. Oh, yeah. The 12 years of... When she says, like, mm-hmm. she, she she gets all, you know, possessive and saying, oh, you know, you're sponsored by my dad, and, you know, what belongs to my dad belongs to me. Yeah, I, got, I did get the 12 years of slave vibe. <laughs> like, hey... Hey, watch out there, Caroline. You're getting you're getting into some uh, some shifty territory. I always love it. I always love these these things too, where the girls have to tell the guy that they're their girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, your girlfriend. He's like, what girlfriend? Who? Me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. And when you have such a forceful personality, how can anyone say no? Yeah. Oh, I know. So, so it's so frightening. There's a little Louise in her. <laughs> Just a little, but uh. Yeah, it was, a, it was that was a funny part of the episode. Yep, and we are going to wrap up with the last episode in this block, and that is number twenty, Isla's betrayal. Ooh. So we have uh, the owner of the Nemesis team flying in, and he's brought his little grandson with him. Oh, geez. And we find out that the reason that he's thrown so much money into the Nemesis team and into funding the Flana Institute is that he wants to give a Gunpla battle trophy to his grandson as a present. He doesn't even care about it himself. Wow. <laughs> He's just a ridiculously rich old man with too much money to waste and too much time on his hands. Absolutely. So this next battle that we have coming up is Isla versus Fellini. So, you know, of course, there's the issue of how is he going to take her down when she's been completely undefeated and mysteriously defeats her opponents almost instantaneously. Mm-hmm. And you find out that that dumb outfit she wears is this thing called the Embody System, which we'll get into again later on. At the same time, we see that Nils is kind of hanging around with, say, and Reiji and Mao now. Mm-hmm. Now that he's become a loser as well, like Mao. <laughs> and he's really hell-bent on learning the secret of the Plasky Particle. So he hypnotizes Say, oh, gosh. with the result being that 
Say starts bringing up all of these childhood Gundam memories and is reciting all of Amuro's dialogue from every episode of the original series. <laughs> that joke about, not even my dad's hit me. <laughs> that was funny. They reenacted yes. the bright slap, man. That's, 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 like, that's, that's like doing Shakespeare. <laughs> And he makes them late for the fight because <laughs> he goes through all 43 episodes. Wow. <laughs> That's what Nils wanted. <laughs> Wasn't what he was hoping for. Oh, man. Because yeah. he was thinking since uh, Takeshi was a runner-up and he helped design the Gunpla battle machine and everything. Maybe little three-year-old say heard something, and nope, that's not it at all. Not yeah. at all. <laughs> Did, didn't, didn't work out that way at all. So we get to the actual fight between Isla and Fellini in a forest. So Fellini cleverly is running away from her on mm-hmm. his meteor hopper and trying to force her into narrow space. He uses his buster rifle to take down her clear funnels, which is how she has been instantaneously defeating her enemies, which is a first because no one has been able to so much as do a lick of damage to her. Right. And he forces her to use some of the Cubelay's regular colored funnels. So he's doing well, you know, taking those funnels down one by one, but also Isla's performance level is down because she knows that if she defeats Fellini, that her next opponent's going to be ragey, and she feels very conflicted about that. Mm-hmm. So, since she's starting to lose, the uh, old man's up, Barthes' his ass. It's like, hey, you better win and uh, turn that embody system to full power. I don't care what happens to her. I just want my trophy. Ooh. So, Barthes does so, and basically the embody system is just a quote-unquote, real-life version of G Gundam's Berserker system. Mm -hmm, So she goes all Allenby on Fellini and starts tearing the Fenice to pieces. So with no other options left, he decides to go... uh, Go the way of the Wing Gundam and do a self-destruct. Hey, what else are you going to do? It's Wing Gundam. We all know it ends at the end. The hero hero exploding double KO. (laughs) land on my head sometimes uh, somehow uh, survive that. And he's he's about to, but then Kirara runs in and tells him that that's cowardly and that uh, that's not going to accomplish anything and he should just live to fight another day. So, moved by her words, he concedes. Yeah. And the battle ends. But it doesn't because Isla goes out of control through the embody system and she just starts pounding into the Fenice even though it's already conceded and the battle's mm-hmm. over so in anger Reiji rushes in with the beginning Gundam and gets it sliced to pieces yeah. <laughs> and when she sees him uh, that just causes the embody system to overload and her helmet cracks and she falls and Reiji runs over and he's like who the hell are you and blah 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 mm-hmm. and then he sees her face through the helmet he's like yo what the hell is going on here oh man Confliction? Yes. So, Solbro, what did you think of this episode? I, I thought it was definitely a, 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 
a monumental episode to say the least because we're finally building up to the uh the 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 fated duel between uh um the boys and uh isla and um to see her become so savage when they turn on the uh the berserker system and and just tear the ring fence apart it had me upset man it actually had me upset i was i felt bad for fellini because he conceded uh and especially after that uh that 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 moment where carrara talks him out of doing the um the the self-destruct and he and he concedes it's like okay that's cool but you know because she's out of her damn mind at this point that you know he's not going to fare well but not even uh not even uh, Fellini could see that coming I I think she should have been DQ'd but this is anime so we're gonna let it rock (laughs) but uh other highlights in this episode uh it's almost like a bad sitcom with both with say Reiji, Mao, and Nils all living together, uh, or, or hanging out together in the uh, in the hotel room. Um, the the highlight of the episode to me, of course, was the reenactment of the bright slap that you can't beat. I, I, I even I've even seen side by shot side uh, uh, frame shots of the of Say's reenactment with the uh, the original animated series, and it's hilarious how they just captured it perfectly, especially with Say getting slapped by nobody's hand. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a, that was a work of awesome. Um, the um, the of course the revelation at the end was what we've been waiting waiting for for a long time. So it finally happened, and it was uh, really good to to finally reach that point in the series where the, all the truth is out now. So next episode should be a should be a slobber knocker. Um, the other the last thing I'll mention is uh, we get a small shot of uh, Takashi uh, Iori still at the house. He's kind of living the bachelor life against his against his will. And he's completely wrecked the place, man. That poor guy. He has no idea where his family's at. <laughs> no, I think he does. Well, he's got to be the densest guy on earth. I was like, damn, he needs to wa- turn on the TV. It'd be real, real easy to find out. But uh, he's the worst detective there ever was. But back to you, Chris. <laughs> Neo, what did you think of this episode? Yeah, it's it's definitely got the shades of uh, the the whole Allen B. G. Gundam thing mm-hmm. on air. Um, yeah, like Silver said. We knew this was coming. This is this is where we wanted to see the reveal at the end that uh, Reiji finally figures out it's Isla, and um, you know the the whole thing with um, uh, the the head of the Nemesis team. You you just knew that it was bad as soon as as soon as that guy arrived, and you know the way he, that he talked to Barthus and stuff. You're just like, yeah, this is not gonna um, not gonna end well at the end of this, and uh, it, it I thought it was pretty. Uh, pretty nice to see you know even though Fellini seems to lose each one of these app uh his battles or he barely wins or something like that you mm-hmm. get you get like more and more respect out of the guy oh yeah at that because i mean he goes out there and you can just tell it's you know the Fenici's just it's it's his first gundam that he did or his first gunpla that he did he's just build up on it and the fact that you know uh, finally they put them in a a field that her uh, see-through funnels don't work. Snow, you know, some Ooh. something that's reflective like that. It's gonna, the snow is gonna reflect off that just oh, because yeah. of light. So it makes a lot more sense in space and in some of the areas like that. But that's, you know, you're like, okay, this makes sense. And the fact that you can tell this guy's, you know, he may not be the super strong or super skilled gunpla fighter, but he's got so much experience. And stuff that you can see that that really um, that really kind of you know uh, helps him out. And and he does have skill, but it's just that that gunpla is old. And you know <laughs> you had to laugh when he was going to pull the old hero Yui, and I'm just like, oh jeez, how how appropriate. 
self-destruct in the uh, in the wing Gundam, but of course, uh, you know, Karara uh, talks him out of it. So uh, definitely, uh, definitely. S- sets up for the next episode where, you know, we're left on the cliffhanger of them, of uh, Isla and Reiji, or Reiji actually seeing that it's Isla, and uh, so, but back to you, Chris. Alright, uh, who's next, bastards? You are, sir. You are. you are. That's no surprise, I can't keep track of this stuff anymore. <laughs> hey, we're at the end, man, you'll, you'll make it, go ahead. <laughs> so, this episode basically was the payoff for a lot of stuff that's been building up, you know, the relationship in the Meat Bun Chronicles between Isla and Reiji, the secret that she's been keeping of being a Gunpla fighter, mm-hmm. all of that comes out, and there, there can't be anything hidden anymore. And, of course, Reiji's not happy about stuff. So I think it was a, a solid battle, and Fellini used his head and, you know, like I said, managed to do way more damage to her than anyone else has done up to this point, given that uh, she's just been using those clear funnels for insta-wins. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's the thing. She was really the, you know, we had talked earlier in a couple episodes or a couple segments back about um, Majin and, you know, him not getting, him really getting challenged. But she was the one, she didn't even get touched in this whole tournament so far, right? And that was the, he was the first one to really touch her when... Yeah, score ahead. Yeah, he forced so, her to yeah. actually use her visible funnels because up to that point, people didn't even know what the hell her weapons were. Ooh. Yeah, because they would just get near her and blow up. And it's like, what the hell is she doing? Yeah. <laughs> so, I think definitely Fellini would have beaten her just on regular human skills, but then when this embody system came into the picture, that just changed everything and had her moving around like a demon. Mm-hmm. And you know, at first, when the owner of Nemesis shows up and he's got a little grandson with him, you think, oh, maybe this guy's not so bad after all. But then later, he's like, hey, I don't care about what happens to Isla. If she gets ruined, just find somebody else and use them. Mm. You know, I care if people die playing this gunplot battle as long as my little grandson gets his trophy, basically, is what he's saying. What a scumbag. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, dude, you're, you're, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> Pretty much. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not a good guy. I thought you were a jerk before, but, man, you were, you were even worse than that. A terrible person. So that was not cool. And uh, I did see a lot of people complaining about uh, Kirara stepping in and interrupting Fellini's uh, attempted hero moment, saying stuff like, oh, uh, women shouldn't interfere in the battle and blah, blah, blah. And I'm saying to myself, man... Keeping with the wing aesthetic here, you you guys who say this, you congratulations have just nominated yourselves for the Chang Wu Fei Memorial Misogyny Award. Oh no! <laughs> well, they well, but okay, so they have a problem with her saying something, but do they have a problem that Reiji comes in later in the beginning Gundam and and tries to stop everything? I mean, he interfered too, just on a different. You know, instead of appealing, he's out in the battle. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I, I see people, uh, dudes, complaining that uh, the battlefield is no place for emotions. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. Because people, yeah, because people and in, in, that go into war and stuff are, are emotionless automatons. Forgot about that. <laughs> like, number one, this ain't that show. Yeah. Exactly. Number two, there are plenty of emotions on this battlefield of Gunpla. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Since the very first episode. So what the hell are you talking about? And singling out just because, you know, a woman stepped in and stopped Fellini from doing something stupid. On top of this, it's a game at the end of the day is what it is. You know, I mean, it may be simulating battle, but it's still a game. So emotions do play in. So uh, I don't know. And I saw people say, oh, it would have looked cooler if he'd actually blown up and maybe he could have done her some damage. Yeah. Which I think is a bunch of bunk because he was impaled on her lance, but that's what he was holding on to. Yeah. Given how fast her reflexes were with that embody system, if he tried to blow himself up, she would have just let go of the lance and backed off. Exactly. Yeah. So he wouldn't have account- he wouldn't have taken her down with him. And really, when you think about it, that's just not his style. Nope. Yeah, so I don't silly. know what the hell these whiners are bitching about because you know I never do since they're whiners. <laughs> But they'll, yeah, they'll have the, go ahead. Uh, just saying, it's a, it's a little like I mean, yeah, we're looking into this a little too much. Yeah. So yeah. It's about freaking toys, people. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've said this over the last twenty episodes. It's a show about toys. Stop thinking about it the same way as other Zeta Gundam. Gundam. Yeah, it's not Zeta Gundam. They may want to also do themselves a favor and watch more sports anime because this kind of stuff is a regular is 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 commonplace in those shows so if this is new to you you know the 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 pep talk or the uh the sideline conversation with 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 somebody's lady and them talking about talking them out of making a bad decision it's it's not something new to the to the genre man I, honestly i don't know why they're being so yeah, excited about uh, it. I mean, hell, even, even in wing this already this happened twice in wing that's too funny yeah. um, <laughs> when when catherine confronts troa because he's mm-hmm. gonna blow himself up mm-hmm on a mission, she's like, oh, you're a coward, and blah, 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 blah. Or later on, when Relina interrupts Hero fighting Zex in Antarctica, telling yeah. him that uh, he needs to like live his life because blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, what the hell? Yeah. It's, it should be nothing new. It really shouldn't be. Yeah. It's nothing new. Nothing new. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. When Karara showed up, I thought about that. And I thought about Relina's that scene with Relina because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, you know how they do all these homages with the way they do some of these scenes and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, it makes sense. He's in the Wing Gundam, you know. And I remembered that. That's why I was just like, okay, no big deal. This is this we're we're playing out a scene that kind of happened in in Gundam Wing. <laughs> <laughs> so we've seen this before. It's happened before. It'll happen again. So exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, let's uh, wrap up this segment then with ratings. So, Sobra, what do you give this episode? I'm gonna have to give it four reenacted bright slaps out of five. Neil, uh, I gotta give this uh, four attempted hero Yui's <laughs> out of five. <laughs> I will give this four berserker systems out of five. There you yeah. go. Nice. So with that we will wrap up this segment, and we'll be back another time to wrap up the series after this since mm-hmm. we're yep. near the end but that's in a future episode for now you're listening to Gundam at MHQ <laughs> Podcasting is king. You are listening to Gundam at MAHQ.
What do the Anime Addicts Anonymous hosts think of My Little Pony? If you're a dude older than 12, <laughs> you really should not be watching My Little Pony. And if you are, go eat some chicken wings. Anime. I'd rather watch the Smurfs. Smurfette was hot. Addicts. I'm pretty sure I set a few My Little Ponies on fire when I was a, when I was a child. Anonymous. No, that's cool. I'm just saying that like My Little Ponies burn real nice because they're made of plastic. Podcast. Visit us at aaapodcast.com, iTunes, Facebook, and live from Japan on Ustream.tv. I can't believe Game and Morphin gave Gears of War 3 a 9.4. Ugh, those guys have rocks in their head. It clearly deserves at least a 9.6. Bro, why do you even care? Modern Warfare 3 is a far superior game in every way. You guys are still playing with your consoles? Please fully immerse yourself in true PC gaming. Are you sick of nerd ragers making you feel like your games don't matter? Or do you feel like professional game magazines have sold out and only cover major releases? Sure you are, so join us here at secondopiniongames.com and let us make your video game conversations fun again. Our main podcast focuses on all gaming news, big and small. And don't forget our other podcasts where we talk about video game collecting, fighting games, the best games you never played, and other just mindless and mindful ramblings that entail what our main focus is. Let us be your first stop in Second Opinion. So stop by secondopiniongames.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Happy birthday. Hard to say. Well, you could say thank you. Thank you. Gun damn it, Jim. What the hell's the matter with you? Other people have birthdays. Why are we treating yours like a funeral? Bones, I don't want to be lectured. Welcome back to Gundam at MAHQ. You are listening to episode 140, where we talked about our, um, we, we, we actually reviewed the next five episodes of uh, Gundam Build Fighters. That's episode 16 through 20. Uh, we'll be back again with more Build Fighters reviews in, uh, in a future episode, and it'll be, uh, as Chris had mentioned, our last uh, series of Build Fighters reviews. I say that with a heavy heart, so uh, <laughs> I can't wait to see the episodes, but I can, I, I'm not looking forward to closing out the show. But uh, fellas, man, any, uh, any, any final words before we uh, take this home? By Warp On. Indeed. Uh, by the way, if you guys are wondering where the questions are, uh, next episode we're going to do an all mailbag segment uh, of Gundam at MHQ. So I don't know why you said that. What's that? I don't know why you said that. Why was that? <laughs> <laughs> We've made promises before and not come through. <laughs> well, we we will we will attempt to say that we will we'll attempt to do an all mailbag episode of Gundam at MHQ. But it's been a while. Sometimes full disclosure is not a good thing. Hey, you never know. But. Uh, <laughs> Don't give them ideas to go ask more questions. Yeah. Oh, oh my like, God. They're going to stuff the mailbag. It's going to explode. Yeah. Let's go. But, may, uh, so. Also, before I forget, I wanted to let you guys in on a little contest that we're going to be doing here on Gundam at MAHQ. There was an idea that we had a few years back where we thought of a contest idea for March Madness. It was a contest that featured pretty much some of the greatest captains of mecha anime and science fiction. It all culminates in our Battle of the Captains 2014. All you have to do is register with Chalanch.com and visit the link at Chalanch.com slash B-O-T-C for Battle of the Captains 2014. That's B-O-T-C 2014. When you visit there, you'll see that there's a spread of many captains across a 64-seated bracket. Your job is to predict which four captains will make it to the final four positions. And depending on what place your selections fall into, 
you'll have your name entered in a certain amount of times into our grand drawing for several different Gunplas. These Gunplas, by the way, were generously donated by one of our listeners from the Great White North, Michael, who recently submitted five Gunplas to us, two of which were given away during our EX vs. The Gun Damnation gaming sessions, streamed live on twitch.tv slash fightersready. Before participating in the contest, make sure to read the rules that are posted right above the brackets in order to find out how to play and how to submit your predictions before the weekly voting begins on Saturday, March the 15th, 2014 at 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Every week our listeners will be voting for who they think should pass on in the bracket until we get to the very end. There will be several Gunpla given away during this contest. Runner-ups will get a Master Grade of Haman Khan's Kubile from Zeta Gundam, a prototype Master Grade Zeta Gundam, and last but not least, our grand prize, a Master Grade Sananju. Many thanks again to Michael and best of luck to everybody who's going to be playing. All voting ends on April 25th, 2014. So make sure you get your word in. Endless thanks goes out to the sponsor of this contest, Michael, who you can extend your thanks and follow on Twitter at Amatheon. That's A-M-A-T-H-A-E-O-N. A really generous cat that went out of his way to make the day of a lot of our listeners. The deadline for submissions again is this Friday, March the 15th at 11.59 p.m., Eastern Standard Time. Make sure to mail those submissions to Gundam M-A-H-Q at gmail.com. That's Gundam M-A-H-Q at gmail.com. Not only will you send your four top picks in with that email, you also send your name and your address. Thank you for playing, and we wish you all the best of luck. Many thanks to you guys for listening, and when you have time, definitely check out these websites. Head on over to where the magic happens. M-A-H-Q.net Visit there for reviews of many mecha-related animes and manga series. Also join the conversation at MAHQ's official forums at mechatalk.net, where you can find forums for this show and other MAHQ and Shinjuku Station podcasts. There you can comment on the thread for this episode or others and submit questions for future podcasts. If you're looking for previous episodes of Gundam at MAHQ, Look no further than Gundam.net, where you can also find information on all of our previous episodes. Also find us on iTunes by using the keyword Gundam, and make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. After listening to our show, your next stop should be Chaos Theater, MAHQ's podcast that focuses on other facets of nerddom outside of Mecca. Hosted by the webmaster of MAHQ, Gundam's own Chris Guanche, and the pedal bear of the South, Tomopop's own Pedro Cortez. You can tune into the show at chaostheater.blogspot.com and on iTunes by searching for Chaos Theater. Don't forget that we're also on YouTube, where you can not only find our previous episodes, but extra content as well. Subscribe to these channels when you have time. YouTube.com slash Gundam M-A-H-Q. YouTube.com slash Chaos Theater M-A-H-Q. YouTube.com slash Fighters Ready. YouTube.com slash Shin Station Fight Tube and youtube.com slash Shinjuku Station. Last but not least, make a beeline to Shinjuku Station's home for live streaming. That's tinyurl.com slash Shin Station. Every week we stream live with anime commentaries like Shoji Ramaro's Anime Movie Night and live podcasts like our new show, Barbecue Night. Don't sleep. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash Shin Station and follow us to keep up with all our future live streams as well as archives of our most recent sessions. And that's it for episode 140 for Gundam at MAHQ. We'll see you guys next time.
Bring it up. All the way. Dad, you can't keep spending money on junk. I can break it down, strip it for parts. This stuff is what's going to put you through college. Something in here needs to make this family some money. Come on, you old wreck. Judgment day. What the hell happened to you? Look, it's not normal steel. I don't think it's a truck at all. I think we just found a transformer. Optimus Prime. You know, we got a rule about messing with people from Texas. Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. Secure Channel 7. 7 secure. Did you do anything fun Saturday night? Well, all the guys from my barbershop quartet are dead, so... No, not really. Coming up on the drop zone, Cap. You know, if you ask Kristen out from statistics, she'd probably say yes. That's why I don't ask. Too shy or too scared? Too busy! Is he wearing a parachute? No. No, he wasn't. 